Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Thursday, Duke City. The boys are here. Hope you're having the best day ever, Duke City. I know I am because I got a heavy hitter sitting across me right now. Uh-oh. Fred's on vacation. Robert's out gigging. Lucky for me, you know him. Every Saturday morning, 9 to 11, chop it up with Vern K. Vernon Coons. What's happening, my dude? What's up, man? How you doing? Doing good, man. Coming in hot. A uh, lot of stories today. A lot of sports-adjacent, political-adjacent sports yeah. stories today. We might get a little heavy on you today, Duke City. We might. I, I think I think we can clean up. We can we got bat s- four. We can bat four hole. Oh, no doubt. Oh, yeah. I like your I like your jersey, man. Little uh I had to go with the throwback, man. The Michael Jordan. I mean, come on. You can't Is that can't the wrong. the three peat championship jersey? Mm-hmm. Strong. Nobody's gonna have it out here. Very strong. I'm the jersey man. I like it a lot. As how many jerseys do you got total? Let's now, be honest. Oh man. Probably ten. Oh wait, that's it? Uh as of recently, probably Look, about probably 12, twelve. Did you get rid of some? Because I've seen you in person in more than ten jerseys. Would I? Did I get rid of some? No, <laughs> no. I just, yeah, I'm just taking a stab. Probably twelve or or thirteen. How's the uh, How's the Saturday program? Man, it's been fun. I'll tell you what, we're it's fun. We get callers in. We I've had some guests on. I mean, it, it's it's definitely challenging, but it's fun. Have you? Do you have like an a nemesis yet? Do you have, like, the anti-Vern K who calls in every Saturday, and no matter what you say, they say the opposite? Not got- yet. Not yet. It hasn't happened yet, but I'm sure I'll, I'll get one. I'm sure I will. Most of the callers that I've been calling in or that have been calling in, they're either with me as far as, like, what I'm saying or they bring up good points. So it's been pretty good. And it's nothing debatable, basically. And, and it's just so near impossible to be, like – to go oppo you, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean you gotta you gotta come with it. Hot takes—that's what I call them on Saturday Saturday mornings. Hot takes, gotta have it. And, and and you do always have the hot takes. Again, one more time. Sorry, the the internet lagged in late. We are now live on YouTube and Facebook Live. We're here with Vernon Kuntz, Mister Everything Sports, here in Albuquerque. <laughs> you know him. Saturday mornings, nine to eleven. Chop it up with Vern K. He's got all your sports and sports-adjacent content. Uh, and, you know, our old slot. That is. I took over. I don't know. That's You guys set the bar high, so. Oh, I mean, that's a that's a lovely compliment and bold-faced lie. It's not. Is what that is. It is not. The, the bar <laughs> is set high. I know it is. I love it so much. What, what, what have you guys been hitting up on Saturday? Since you're coming in, like, Saturday right before college football starts, I'm sure you're leading – a little college football in the morning? So I've been starting with, um, up until what, last week, we had uh, New Mexico Championship High School football Oh, playoffs. right, right. So we've been starting with that, um, and then we've been leading into, now we've been leading into girls and boys basketball high school. 
Um, I've had a couple uh, friends of the show on, Mr. Cameron Brown, inside the 505 podcast. Um, and then we've been talking college football and NFL a lot, college football big time, because the last five weeks, six weeks, that top six has been going. Right. Whoop. Yeah, and then I've been giving my predictions, been talking about Lobo football a little bit, definitely been covering all the NFL games, giving my predictions and <laughs> breakdowns of NFL Sunday. So it's been fun. What, what like what's your go to? You know, on our show, we're sports adjacent. We like to find the stuff that's on the fringes of sports that you know we can have fun and and, and talk about and laugh about. Like, what's your go to? What's your favorite thing to talk about? You're like, this is my wheelhouse. This is what I could talk about no matter what. Surprisingly, I haven't talked about it a lot. But baseball, you guys all yeah. know, I played baseball, and um, but and, and I know it's the off season. But when I came on, it was around the World Series. I think it had just ended, but um. Baseball is probably my go-to. Baseball, and I'm pretty passionate about high school sports now that I've been around it the last couple years, especially football and basketball this last year. So it, it's that's my go-to. Yeah, and I promise we're going to talk a lot of Brittany Griner today. We're going to talk a lot of Dan Snyder today. We're going to talk a lot of MLB hot stove. We're going to talk a lot of NFL. We're going to talk like a youth movement in the NFL. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about the way the high school football season ended up. By the way, on the other side of the glass, sitting in with us today, one of the best in the biz, <laughs> Bobcat. What's happening, my dude? Well, not much, but I'm going to be very curious to see how you squeeze all of that in before 6 o'clock. <laughs> oh, we got right. this. We uh, Thursday night football. Westwood One's coverage of Thursday night football. Not Following two men on. So we'll be on till six tonight. We'll be uh, two hours with myself, Van Nunley, and then of course Vernon Kuntz, and then on the ones and twos, pushing the buttons, taking your calls, Bob Walpo. Look, talk talk to me about how the the high school season ended up because high school football is huge here in New Mexico in the surrounding areas. It's it's growing, um, and I'll tell you what, uh, we all had our predictions um, from the beginning of the season. Um, pretty much everyone said Cleveland La Cueva um, would be in the championship, and literally that's exactly what happened. It worked out that way. The championship game um, at Wilson Stadium Saturday, two Saturdays ago was a crazy atmosphere. It was sold out, standing room only, probably about 7,500 people out there. Um, the game was back and forth in the whole first half. Uh, back and forth is an understatement. Oh, it, it was back and forth. They scored like 130-something points. Yeah, it was back and forth in the first half. Uh, La Cueva had the momentum going into halftime, definitely. Um, Cleveland missed a wide-open receiver in the end zone. He dropped it. That would have put Cleveland up by 15. That was fourth down. And then La Cueva went down and scored, did an onside kick, scored again before half, and the momentum just flipped. So, I mean – LaCueva went into the to the locker room up seven, and they could have been down 15. They right. should have been down 15. So crazy. Third quarter comes out, and Cleveland just flexed their muscles like they usually do. And I would say middle of the third quarter, it was just like, whoa, what just happened? And, I mean, from then on, it just was downhill. It got got downhill quickly for LaCueva, and in the fourth quarter, they just kind of fell apart completely. Was it was it big plays in the fourth quarter? Did they run out of gas? Like what I, was what was the key to the victory in the fourth quarter? It was a combination of both, I would say, big plays and La Cueva to me running out of gas and then not able not able to make the adjustments on offense um, and on defense. 
and that could be coaching, that could be play calling, whatever you whatever you may have it. But I mean, like I said, it's just Cleveland's a well oiled machine. They're a reason why they're the defending champions. They went undefeated last year. I mean, that program, man, it's just a lot of people were doubting because Coach Ridenauer is now at UNM and right. They were like, ah, is Cleveland going to be able to contend? And I'm like, they still got a bunch of pieces coming back. And Coach Garza has been in that program for years. So the kids are comfortable with him, you know. And it kind of goes back to, I talked about this last Saturday. It went back to the semifinal game. Cleveland was down at halftime to Volcano Vista. And they had beat Volcano by like 25 uh, earlier in the year. And I remember watching Cleveland's head coaching staff and their coaches or assistant coaches and their players walking up to the locker room and none of them were panicking. It was like, they were just cool, calm and collected. Hey, we've been here before. We'll be all right. And they came out that second half and ended up winning that game by like 20, 25 points. And that is exactly how they were at that La Cueva game. Nobody panicked. They stayed with their game plan. And I feel like that's where it got away from La Cueva is La Cueva kind of got out of their game plan offensively. And then before you know it, they were down 14, down 15, and it just kind of went from there, went downhill. Do you do you think that Cleveland's going to come in being the favorite next year? Is there going to be like a shift in power? Because it seems like the last few years it's just Cleveland versus everybody. It is, And yeah. whoever has a chance. But there was, they played a lot of close games, took an took a L or two this year. Yeah. So they're beatable now. They are. Is there going to be a power shift, or are they still the favorite next Man, year? I don't. They're going to lose. Obviously, their quarterback, their their top running back, he's a senior. Um, their own line is pretty young, so they'll be back. Um, and then there's a couple receivers that they're going to lose because they're seniors. But man, it's hard to bet against Cleveland with the way that program is run, and the athletes that they have coming in. They have a quarterback that is a freshman that was the backup this year. Didn't get a lot of playing time on varsity, obviously, because Wysong was the starter. Right. Um, but I'm telling you, look out. I mean, that I wouldn't bet against that program. So Just re-up and reload for I, Cleveland fans? I mean, the way that school is growing and that area, I just don't see in the next five to ten years, they're not going to have an issue getting athletes at that school, if that makes sense. Yeah. And the way they run that program, I mean, those kids are up at five, six in the morning with weights and film and everything else. They run it like a small college um, program, and I, I just don't see – They'll be one of the favorites. I don't think they're going to have much of a drop-off, but it'll be interesting to see next year. So who's your – I'll break this up into two questions. Who's Who was your surprise of this year, and who do you think is going to be that team next year? Same team. My yeah. surprise was Wes Mesa. Um, coach Brody, he was a former Glad Duke City Gladiator. He was our coach on, on our offensive coordinator for the Gladiators uh, 2018 and 2019, played for us even before that. Um I knew him going to that program was going to change things around, change the culture at West Mesa, but they should have been in the playoffs. I mean, it came down to votes, so they were there, but in one year he turned that program around from last year to this year, and they're pretty young as well, and they've got some guys coming back, and I think they're going to make some noise next year now that those guys have experience. So you think that he's going to recruit some like Duke City Gladiator players and like give them a super close shave and... Have him, have him talk with a crack of their voice. Yeah, I don't know if he can pull that <laughs> off. Because yeah, some of some of those gladiator players are too too big. For you high can't schools. you can't twenty one Jump Street a high school football team is uh, that is that not an option? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I feel like NMMA would find that out pretty quick. So, 
more sports and sports adjacent talk when we get back. We got special guest host Vern and Coots. You know him from Chop Em Up, Chop It Up with Vern K every Saturday morning, nine to eleven. We're gonna have a lot of fun with it today. You're listening to Two Men on ninety five nine FM AM six ten, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men on ninety five nine FM AM six ten, the sports animal. You know, I blew through the first segment. I was just so excited to have you on, Vern, that I didn't even mention the sponsors. I'm going to get some strongly worded emails, Bob. Can you believe what I did? Uh-oh. As always, we are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coal Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA. So Lunch, that's at 66 Diner. And Mondays, Bob, let me tell you, that's for the boys at Howie's Sports Page, corner of Montgomery and Tramway, the weekend. And I just had to re-up today. I just went by and saw owner-operator of Teller Vodka and re-up my vodka game so I can make some cocktails tonight. <laughs> Teller Vodka, New Mexico's vodka. Okay, so that's the make good for the first segment. Correct. So do you want to do the one for this segment? i got to do them again? Yeah. I'll not? do them on the way out again. Okay. Or maybe just mention one. All right. Okay. <laughs> we'll figure it out. I'm pretty sure they love us and we have a good relationship. They understand the program. Correct. Yeah. And if they didn't, they probably wouldn't be around long. No, they wouldn't be sponsored. And we still got some OG, like, day one ride or die sponsors, too. New Mexico Pinion Coffee, obviously. Like, you know, they they believed in us first and gave us our start. And, you know, I-9 Sports came along right at the beginning, too, and... YMCA not long after that, and he's just some great guys. John Lopez right after that. He's been with us almost the whole time. So we're, we're lucky to have such great partners and sponsors in the community. All right. I was going to go soft and fluffy and warm it up, but we already got mentions of this on the text line. So let's just jump right into it. Uh-oh. Uh, Brittany Griner's back. Yay. Yeah. All right. BG. Good job. BG. Good job. Good job. Uh, as far as trades go, you can't get an even swap in times like this. Yeah, it's just not gonna not gonna happen. And and for me personally, like Russia to get up for Russia to to make sense of this trade whatsoever mm-hmm. to get rid of Brittany Griner, she's just as valuable to Russia there in prison and doing stories. And in the media. And so they have to get something great in return to move her at all. So for Russia, it was the merchant of death or nothing. She is way more valuable there in prison than she is as a pawn for a trade piece. Yeah, and they knew that. I mean, that's why they set the – I don't want to say set the bar high, but that's why they started with, hey, we want our arms dealer back. This is – what we want, no ifs, ands, or buts about it, you know, and a lot of people are upset about, you know, the bargaining piece behind it. Hey, what what about the other vet that was left behind, you know, and from what I read, from what I've read and what I know, they did try, but Russia was like, nope, one for one, that's it. We're not yeah. negotiating anything else. You want BG back home? This is what we, this is what we're asking, and that was it. There was no, like, bargaining that. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's a complicated issue, like international political relations. Come on, like armchair quarterbacks. Let's not think we know too much about this. Exactly. I mean, I've been following the story this whole time. I literally took international political relations in college. Ooh. So so I got, I got a, a slight bit of frame of reference for this. But I am no expert at all whatsoever. But I will let you know that Russia was in a position to make the demands in this situation. They were. We know that this trial was BS. We know that these charges were BS. A couple little canisters of hash oil or tincture or vape cartridges, whatever she had, you don't get 10 years for that amount anywhere. You don't get 10 years for that in Saudi Arabia. They knew what they were doing this whole time. Yeah, and the thing is, is here in the states, T- you get busted with that TSA. You're not going to jail over that. Yeah, they don't. Some I was reading an article. Um, they don't even search for that kind of stuff. You know, don't at, care. And yeah, in at TSA, yeah. throw it away. Go throw it away. You cannot fly with that. You're not getting ten years of jail time. We got some excitement in the crowd for uh, Vern K joining us today. I, I don't think Saturday's enough for you, Vern. Uh oh. Your your boy Jordan Mosley. Mm. Say what's up. Says my dog. J-Mo. How you doing, man? Friend of the show, J.D. Says enjoying your Saturday show, Vern. Uh, I appreciate it, J.D. And then back on the Brittany Griner subject, uh, friend of the show, Freddie, said now El Chapo is just waiting for an athlete to F up in Mexico. <laughs> that's a hot take. Ooh, that's, that's a hot a, take. That's that, a good one. That's a good one. I like that a lot. But look. You can't sit here as a free American citizen and be like, we should have got this guy, we should have got this guy. By the way, uh, a little behind-the-scenes info, the the Marine that air quotes got left behind, he's not just a Marine. He is a friggin' international spy. Put some respect on that man's name. That, I was like, just going to say that. I mean, come on. Espionage. If, if we wanted... This guy back, and I'm sorry, I, I forget his name at the moment. If we if we wanted air quotes the Marine back, Brittany Griner would have had to stay there. It yeah. was it was one or the other. It was yeah. no there was no two for one trade. That's here. why that's why I'm saying that, and I get whatever people are upset, whatever view you have. I'm not here to debate that, but you look at the facts, and that's why Russia was like, no, this no. is going to be a one for one. Sure, we are not. I mean, they were literally just turning their shoulder and saying. Once you guys are done, come back and talk to me, and we'll make a deal happen. But it's going to be one for one. That is it. No questions asked. We're not negotiating anything else. Yeah, and back to my previous point earlier, Brittany Griner in jail in Russia is more valuable than getting the Merchant of Death back. He already did his nefarious deeds he was already an international terrorist and arms dealer for decades. He has, he's been doing this so long. There was a movie about his life that came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. Like He's a retiree. Yeah. He's, I'm sure he's going to provide some help to you know, Russia's nefarious plans worldwide. But this guy's done. He's like a retiree. He's going to be on the beach in Russia, I just not have- like in the war room. I just have a feeling that when we obviously did the exchange, somebody's always going to be watching him, whether it's CIA, who, whoever it may be from the U.S. We're going to be keeping him on tabs wherever he goes. If he stays in Russia or if he goes elsewhere, I feel like they're going to have a really good idea of where he's going and what he's up to. And there, ha- there had to be like a handshake deal, right? We'll give you this guy. 
We'll give you an international arms dealer. We will give you an actual terrorist for our NBA player. But here, shake my hand, air shake, air handshake over the phone, Vladdy, that if he attacks the U.S. or any of his interests, we're coming after you. After, oh, yeah. Besides that, go crazy. Go do your weird Russia stuff all <laughs> you want. Yeah, that, it's going to be interesting to see. And then what a lot of people are upset about is is BG, Brittany Griner, just saying that when she gets back home, is she going to help them getting the, the other Marine back, or is she just saying that? And I'm like, you got to give her a shot. Right. Nobody knows her personally. Sure. You don't know what she was thinking in that jail cell. Right. Regardless of the mistakes she made, you still have to give her a chance to follow through with what she said she's going to do. You know what I mean? What she's going to stand up for. You can't judge her off of that because that's not fact. Nobody knows what she's going to do when she comes back, you know? So I I think it's going to be interesting to see. I do not believe we're going to get the Marine back. His name is Paul Whelan. Whelan. Paul Whelan. Thank you. Yep. I do not believe we'll get Paul Whelan back. Because I think he is way more than a Marine. Allegedly, <laughs> this is speculation. This goes off of data that I compiled on the internet that Allegedly. I will not I will not stick my neck out and say it's mine or I'm 100 percent sure of this this information. These are facts. But but and, it was on the internet, so it's true. A right? lot of <laughs> a lot of how, how many ex Marines, uh, air quotes, ex Marines go on vacation in Moscow. And are just so happen to be in like get caught snooping around data centers. Like, come on, yeah. come on. We know what this guy Don't is. They all do that. We know what this guy is. You mean that's not the normal nine to five? First off, I have I have no interest going to Russia whatsoever. Neither do I. But their architecture is gorgeous. the 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 Russian architecture, the the Muslim influenced buildings with the goofy like candy cane triangle tops. That is gorgeous. I get it. Not there's, going. There's more than one reason to go there. Uh, number one, the women. Number two, the architecture. Definitely not the food. <laughs> Definitely not the hospitality. But why are you there? Yeah, that's true. That You bring up a good point. You, I know I'm not going. So You're either Brittany Griner getting paid to play basketball, mm-hmm. which she got paid more there than she did here. Yep. Check yourself. Yep. <laughs> or... You're a spy who's air quotes on vacation. <laughs> Come on, man. You know what time it is. You know what day and age it is in Russia. Yeah. You know how they feel about us. You know what they think about us. That's true. Hey, I would love to go to the Red Square and go to their buildings and drink some vodka with some locals, but I'm not taking that chance. I was going to say, no you want to risk that? Cause no. You might, you're definitely not coming back. There is... Billions of other places on this planet that I, that's way ahead on my list of visiting Russia. Russia's on the bottom of my list. I don't <laughs> even know if it's on a list at this point. Sub-Saharan Africa's there. Russia's there. Yeah. I just know Russia's not on my list. Sure. There's no list when, when it comes to that. <laughs> They're not even on the bottom of the list. They're no, not on your list. They're not list. on the list okay. at all. No. So, friend of the show, loyal listener, don't don't get upset for the terms of this deal. It's not like it's not like the Texans getting ripped off when they got David Johnson for DeAndre Hopkins. Like that's not a comp in this situation, okay? This is international politics. Somebody had the leverage and those people were Russia. 
We got our best deal. Welcome back, Brittany, with open arms. Yep, there you go. Be proud that she's back and she's not in a work internment camp for a decade. Mm-hmm. Very true. All right, do we, we keep hitting? 505-246-0610, loyal listener, friend of the show. Hit us with your hot takes. If they're radio-friendly, by the way, because they were some hot takes on the internet this morning that are not radio-friendly whatsoever. Not those, yeah. So if you're at least close to kosher, we'll take your hot takes. Otherwise, just text us, and we'll see if they're able to be read on air. <laughs> More sports and sports-adjacent content when we get back. And yes, Bob, I will get the sponsors when we get back. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Shirts Welcome back, Burke. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. We're going to keep this uh, Brittany Griner talk going. As always, we are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Cowell Banker Legacy Studio. Powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, we play on Team I-9, start our days at the YMCA, and we do our lunch at 66 Diner, and usually a milkshake to go. Vern, I know you're on a diet. You're taking your health super seriously right now. But have you ever had a 66 Diner milkshake? I haven't, but now you're going to make me come off of my diet just to try that. I'll tell you what, I will split it with you. We can go halvesies. Can I put protein in it? Of course. Well, I would say, I would say no. I would, well, you, then, you don't, you don't want to water down the milkshake. You've got to have it in its, its pure decadence. I'm going to have to wait till a cheat day then. Uh, okay, cheat day. Hit me up. Sunday. Monday, that's for the boys. Howie Sports Page, Corner of Montgomery and Tramway, the weekends. As for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. So, I mean, we talk about Paul Whelan, the Marine, the suspected, alleged spy who was not part of this deal. Uh, there's also a teacher, Mark Fogel, an American teacher who was in Russia to teach, and he had a spinal injury, and he had medical marijuana on his person when he tried to enter Russia, and he is facing the same fate as Brittany Griner, and he wasn't even mentioned in this whatsoever. See, well, there you go. That's where you know we're where some of these laws got to change, in my opinion. And I'm not advocating for any any side of this. But, Correct. I mean, some of this stuff is like, come on. Like, yeah, we're happy an American is back home. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need to speculate. We don't have to yes and. Mm-hmm. We don't have to point fingers at any of these other situations. Yep. But there was like an overwhelming call to get Brittany back home. Apparently, the reports are two vials of uh, vape cartridges. Two vape cartridges. Literally just two vape cartridges. And a decade for that. Uh, this... um. Mark Fogel had, let's see here, 17 grams, just over half an ounce of medical marijuana with his prescription and doctor's note, and he's doing 14 years. See, that's too much. With a doctor's note, with his prescription, that's, to me, I fathom that as me driving down the street in the U.S. or anybody, you get pulled over. They see that you have a pill bottle. Obviously, the police is going to ask you, well, is that your prescription? You say, yeah. You show them, hey, it's got my name on it and everything. You see that, and yet they still send you to jail. That doesn't make any sense to me. It 
uh, someone who, I mean, I'm not a pothead. I'm not a stoner, but I smoke weed. Like I get the 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 relaxation aspect. I get the medical the medical aspect. I get the lifestyle aspect. It's just not for me like every day, but I get the culture. But also, what I don't get is you're going to a place where you 100% know it's illegal. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like the original argument for Brittany Griner, right? Like it was a unfair punishment for an unfair amount in an unfair place, and she was treated unfairly top to bottom. No doubt about that. You know it's illegal there. You know there's police at the airport. But I'm going to bring this up. All right. You're traveling, and you're going from, I don't know, Albuquerque Airport to Orlando Airport. You go through TSA. TSA dings your bag. Sir, can you come with me? You have something in your bag. You got a pocket knife in there. Now, you know it's illegal, you know, but did you just honestly make a mistake and forget, oh, man, I was cutting a a piece of string earlier last week (laughs) and I completely honestly forgot that it was in my bag. I didn't look through my bag again. I mean, it, it happens. I mean, statistically, that situation will happen as mm-hmm. unlikely it is as it is. Yeah. But also, can't you have a knife if you stow it? If you check a bag? That one, I don't know. Yeah, I believe as long as it's not on your carry-on, you can have a well, knife. Well, that's what I'm saying, carry-on. Yeah. When you're going through TSA, your carry-on. And I've seen people, or they're on vacation, or they went fishing on vacation, and they forgot that it was in their carry-on. They genuinely forgot. Yeah. So in, then that means in the lobbies of most airports, there is a place to throw away illegal stuff. No questions asked. See, there you go. Just walk over there, drop whatever you're not supposed to have in there and get right back in line. That is almost everywhere. Yeah, uh, that's like water. I mean, I, I've always wondered why somebody didn't set up a stand so that you could mail this stuff back to yourself mm-hmm. or have it delivered back to your home or now hear me out set up a fake stand, and just take all the drugs no, and no, guns no. and knives back to my house. No, no, and no. sell it. <laughs> no, sell no. it. Make no. a profit. On the black market. We, yep. Well, we know how your brain works now. <laughs> yes, we do. Friend, See, I was the, friend of the show that. has known this for a long time now. We've known this the whole time. <laughs> well, I was giving you the opportunity to correct the image. Oh, no, no, no. no I'm leaning no. into it. I think it's a genius idea. Okay. It is. It your, is. I, your idea is great as well. That's a good moneymaker. But you I'm talking think. like a one-time money maker, because yeah. I'm only going to get away with it the once. One yeah, time. you would get the one reputation. Time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, old uh, old Mark Fogel, sixty-one-year-old teacher, has the same fate as Brittany Griner, and I don't see as much uh, tumultuous tumultuous fervor over him than there has been for Brittany Griner. Yeah, that's true. And it seemed like the past couple months has been a common, overwhelming theme of let's get her back. She's unfairly punished. Uh, get her back. They're using her as a pawn in a political game. Let's get her back, blah, blah, blah. We have the resources. We can give them this. We can give them that. Immediately, I mean, eventually settled on an international arms dealer. On the surface, not a great trade. Not the best trade. This is a Larry Anderson for Jeff Bagwell kind of trade. Oof. But the Red Sox, they needed a pitcher that year. They got their pitcher. 
All right. For public discourse, we needed to get our WNBA player back. You know, that it's going to eventually it'll be looked at as a better trade. But how do we know now? Yeah. Yeah. And like you said earlier, um, when we came on, I mean, Russia was not going to negotiate. That no. They had they had the, the higher leverage on this. There was no negotiating that. They said, this is what we want. Yeah. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're not going to do. See you later. If you don't, I mean, if you don't want to, you know, talk about it anymore, then cool. We'll keep her here. Yeah. I mean, it's it was better publicity for them to keep her than it was to get a, a ret, air quotes, retired international arms dealer who's done his dirty work for three decades and has no reason whatsoever to go back to work. Who's to say that he didn't do something to, to Russia when and when he goes back that he's not taken care of? Ooh, strong point right there. Right? Mm. I mean, he could have, he could have, you know, led some information that he wasn't supposed to, and there could be somebody in Russia waiting on him. He's like their Snowden? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I they, mean, but... And they got him back. That's a good point, right? I mean... Somebody could be waiting on him like, okay, you're back. So now I mean, we're going to take care of business. There's a lot of outrage, and, and I understand. She was obviously unfairly treated. I mean, there's a lot of outrage on her punishment. There's a lot of outrage on Mark Fogel's punishment. Um, a lot of outrage on the alleged punishment for Paul Whelan, whether he was just a Marine on vacation or an international spy, allegedly. <laughs> but what there's not a lot of conversation of, and I find it despicable, is the people who are in jail in America, the United States of America, there's people in jails all across our, our country for committing similar crimes to Brittany Griner with similar punishments to Brittany Griner. And I don't see the overwhelming outrage to let these guys out of prison for their minuscule crimes. We traded an international arms dealer for a WNBA player who was unfairly jailed for cannabis possession are we going to just let out all the people who are unfairly jailed in the united states prisons for cannabis possession yeah that's that's a that's a valid point it's tough i mean where do you go with that i think the governor of oregon or washington did just that gave them all pardons so a lot of a lot of states who have legalized have commuted sentences or or cut down sentences but there's people all across the country in more uh, conservative punishment areas where they still frown on cannabis legalization yes where someone who has a joint or in Brittany Griner's case two vape cartridges and they're doing years in prison if we're willing as a nation to trade for a WNBA player and give up an international arms dealer, shouldn't we get these guys out of jail here first? That should be the focus. You would think, right? Yeah. If we're going to do it for international political reasons, shouldn't we do it here domestically? Let's let's pull up that list. I guarantee you normal, N-O-R-M-L, or some kind of weed legalization uh, organization has a list ready to go. Like, these are the most unfair cases right here. Email that, hand it over to Joe Biden in person and say, hey, if we're going to trade at these stakes, if we're going to trade for Brittany Griner, let's get these guys out of jail too. Yeah, that it's an interesting point. Interesting. I mean, where does it go from here? And, I mean, this poor teacher, Mark Fogel, who, you know, 
in Brittany Griner's defense, it's not a straight comparison. It's not a perfect comp for their situations or for their punishments. She allegedly had two vape cartridges. He had, I don't know, over 10 vape cartridges and like 17 grams of medical marijuana, which is considerably more, but he got considerably more time. And he is very obviously, I mean... With his prescription, correct? With his prescription, yeah. Hmm. His prescription and doctor's orders. And again, I'm sure Rush is just assuming everyone in this situation is a spy. Like, it's it's easy to say, like, oh, this teacher, like, what, he served in the military 20 years ago or something? Obviously a spy. This Marine who hasn't had uh, a taxable job in over a decade? Obviously a spy. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Allegedly a spy. Obviously in their eyes is what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the situations aren't exactly interchangeable, but I understand that why weren't we bargaining? Why aren't we making a deal for all of these high-profile cases? Why was it just Brittany Griner? Bob? She had the public eye. Did the public eye. That is, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's not a 61-year-old middle-aged white teacher. And she's not a suspected, alleged spy so i think she was the easiest one to give up right mm-hmm. yeah and you also have to remember the leader of russia vladimir putin has no compunction about bombing a children's hospital to create a situation okay now we're getting heavy here <laughs> that, that was heavy. yeah yeah that was yeah, heavy. But, but it's a valid point you sure have to, you also have to it is recognize what or who you're dealing with. Right. And he's the one that ultimately made the decision. Sure. And, yeah, his his moral compass isn't going to be the same as somebody negotiating on our side. Right. There but then again, they're not far off. <laughs> yeah. Let those without sin cast the first stone. Where is it? Okay. When we get back, yeah, Christy, friend of the show, Christy Holloway, because of the media coverage. Definitely because of oh, the media coverage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of X's in that attention equation. Uh, prolific, LGBTQ, person of color, uh, a lot of X's in that equation to give it more attention. I understand that. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to divert a little bit unless somebody brings me back in. We're going to talk a little sports and sports adjacent when we get get off the politics. <laughs> Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Got to apologize for anyone who showed up to work out with me today, this morning at the YMCA. I had some house stuff to do. My house is on the market. So, uh, sorry. My bad. Uh-oh. I didn't get any, like, hate mail. I didn't get any strongly worded emails or hate texts. So I think I'm in the clear. Or they understand. I think they understand. But I'm trying to get like you, Vern. I'm trying to get these gains, man. It's tough, but I'm getting there. I got to skip out on this holiday season stuff. I'm uh, getting a little soft in the winter. <laughs> I got to skip out on it. You know, we're doing a with Evolve Strong Fitness. Like we we've done Sober October three years in a row, where we don't, you know, no drinking, no smoking, no sugar, no insane stuff. But we do two a days, one at the YMCA and one at Evolve Strong Fitness. And like go really hard in one month, 
and this year with the Astros in the playoffs and we had a bunch of like community events in town and out of town. I was like, no sober October this year, but we are doing dry January. So our sober October this year turned into dry January. So I'm going to get absolutely shredded in January. So I might be catching up with you, Vern. Uh Oh, that sounds like a challenge. <laughs> I, have, I have a witness here too. Yes, you do. And we'll check it out. January 31st. So I'm going to do, I'm going to do the whole thing like before and after pictures and like body fat and BMI. The All whole right. Thing. That's a challenge. Yeah, that's a challenge. Now it's on. Yeah. And now Fred, I hope you're listening. And, Rob, and I hope you're listening. Who, who's so, going to be the judge on this and make sure everything is accurate and not fudged? The we'll scientific to, method. We'll go to NutriShop. <laughs> we'll, we'll do the, 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 uh, BMI test and all that. Well, we'll yeah. Oh, we could do it all at Evolve, day one and, and day there 31. Go. There you go. All right. Yeah. Challenge. Challenge accepted. So I'm a – Robert said he's in too. Fred, I don't know. Fred's not going to be in. Fred, Fred will, like, dip a toe in, but he ain't going all the way he's, in. Like yeah, exactly. He's not going all the way in. Yeah. He'll have one arm in, one foot out. Yeah, he ain't going all the way in. It's more I, than I'd have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm stoked, man. You know who else is stoked? In two weeks, rookie Desmond Ritter gets his first start as an NFL quarterback. Mm. I thought it would be sooner. I thought it would come sooner when they drafted him. The The Falcons have impressed this year. I thought they'd be like a 1-2-3 win team, mm-hmm. and here they are up until last week, and technically they still have a shot at the playoffs. It is a insane long shot. They have to win out, and then they need some help. But the Falcons overperformed this year, and they were in it longer than they should have been. Yeah, and uh, I, kind of rehashing with what I just said, I thought when the Falcons drafted Desmond Ritter out of you know Cincinnati, I yeah. was like, okay, Marcus Mariota, he's there. But they're drafting a guy that that high. They're saying they want him to come in and start. Either right away or midway in the season, I was like, okay, the Falcons are not going to be good this year. He's going to come in, or Mar- Mariota's going to start for the first four or five, six games, and then they're just going to go the rookie. And that hasn't happened. Yeah, they kept winning and they kept losing close games. Yeah. We had a segment yesterday, Vern, where we looked at the NFL standings. If every one possession game was flipped upside down, <laughs> the Falcons would be in the playoffs. My Jags would Your be in the playoffs. Jags would be in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Hold on, our Jags, please. Oh, that's right, that's right. Our our Jags. <laughs> it's my. It's your number one team. It's my number two team. It's because so our and, Jags. It's because Fred and, <laughs> and Rob they just they like to blast my Jaguars. So, <laughs> I mean, it, they were Fred's Jaguars three years ago. Yeah, when, when they had Garner Minshew, Mustache, yeah. Mister Mustache. Uh huh. But yeah, I don't. I'm impressed that Atlanta hung in this long. But Desmond Ritter, he's a dude. He is, but he's got some legs. He can make any throw on the field. Yeah, he led Cincinnati to the playoffs. The Get Bear, out of here, bro! The, the Bearcats. Yes. Yeah. I mean, what's going to be interesting to see, and I think they should have. I mean, the timing is now for them. They got to see what they have in them, you know, because you draft a quarterback that high in the first round. You got to see what you have in them before before next season you got to go through the whole evaluation process and a guy who gets heisman votes who led a mid-major team to the to the playoffs like and you get that guy in the third round like 
this might be one of those all-time steals if he can actually play. Yeah, it could be. One hour in the books, one hour to go before we kick it off the Thursday night football. Having a lot of fun with it. Vern K from Chop It Up with Vern K every Saturday morning, 9 to 11, will join us in the 5 o'clock hour as well. Going to have a lot of fun with it. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. I like okay. that. I see you out here, DJ Bobcat. One hour in the books, one hour to go. Happy, happy quitting time, Duke City. If you're just sitting down with us, you're just getting in the car. Putting it on 95.9 FM or AM 610, the sports animal. Or possibly you're on talkabq.com or or possibly you got the KNML app. Or let's say possibly you have the TuneIn app. Or maybe you're on YouTube Live right now watching us. If you want to get on Facebook Live or YouTube Live, look for Two Men On. And you can see in real time how good looking Vern is. <laughs> it's intimidating it's having you across from me. No, nah, it's the cameras. <laughs> it's just make believe. How does the camera take away ten pounds from you? It's not fair. I don't know. It's make believe. <laughs> Bob is leaning into me. Make sure I read the sponsors, and I do appreciate it. Thank you so much. The program in question is two men on, and we are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coal Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA, and we do lunch at the 66 Diner. Mondays, that's Monday Night Football with the boys at Howie's Sports Page. And the weekend, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. I'm going to do some Moscow Mules tonight with my, my fresh new sexy bottle of Teller Vodka. Was there a pun intended with that? Moscow Mules? With oh, my God. No, it was not on uh, purpose. I don't believe it. Come on, Bob. I don't believe that. I think there was pun I'm intended. with you. See? Am I the merchant of entendres right now? I, I mean, what... <laughs> you could be. I'll <laughs> uh, we'll have some WNBA mules tonight. There we go. So you're really into college football. I am. And we are always busy doing something Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. Like, we always have some kind of event to yeah. host or cover. Yeah. So it's like the sport I know the least about. Uh-oh. It's probably the most popular sport that I know the least about. Me doing what I have to do, being a sports and sports-adjacent entertainer, I can keep up. I know what's going on. But not like the savant sitting right across from me right now. <laughs> I just assumed TCU, when they took that L in the Big 12 championship to Utah, they would have been booted out. They Kansas, wouldn't have made it to the Kansas top State. four. Kansas State. Oh, yeah, sorry, Kansas State. Yep. Uh, yeah, Kansas State. Who did Utah? Utah beat USC. USC. Sorry. Strike and that. Smacked them. Strike that reverse. It. What did I just say about not knowing anything about college football? I proved it to you in real time. But Kansas State beating TCU, the battle of the purple teams, would have kicked them out. But not only did it not kick them out, they didn't even move a spot. And I agree. I mean, because to me, once USC got smacked by by Utah at home, or not at home, but just conference championship by 20-plus points, right? that booted them out. That gave them, what, their third loss? Yeah. No way they can make it. Then you have people, oh, Bama should be in. No, they're not even in their conference championship game. No. It's not about 
who played the best to finish the season. It's about how you did throughout the whole season. So, and then you have Ohio State losing the way they did to Michigan at home. Stomped. Smacked. Embarrassed. Smacked. Yeah. That's what I like to say. It's just, I don't know. I think they have it right. I don't penalize a TCU team for losing in overtime by a yard, three points, going for the win, basically, in overtime in their conference championship, going undefeated all year. I just don't. Who are you going to move up? I don't hate it. But I know, and um, by the way, before I say this, friend of the show, let me preface this by saying I'm glad Alabama's not in it for one year. They're like the first year in like the last decade, right? Since they started this whole process, they've been in it every year. So thanks for skipping out on one year. Yep. But Alabama's only two losses were on the road in the final play of the game. So Sorry. <laughs> Don't I am count. not a Nick Saban fan yeah. at all. Nope. I think the way the way that Alabama lost is more indicative of a really good team than the way TCU has won throughout the year. I can I can give you that. TCU won a lot of close games against inferior teams who shouldn't have been hanging in there with them. And then Alabama beat up on everybody except for their two L's, and both of their two L's were the last play of the game. So then who do you put in if, if it's not TCU? Is it Ohio State or Bama or USC? Because it's one of those three. Yeah, um, and, and, and again, I think, like you said, you should be rewarded for a full season. Mm-hmm. TCU didn't have the same level of competition, but they still beat these teams. If, I mean, you know, if they, if they win – they win against K State. We don't have this conversation at all, yeah, because they're a hundred percent should be in there, yeah. But I think their schedule was way softer, and I think the way that they won was way softer than the way Alabama lost. And I don't think a two-loss team should be part of the top four, but uniquely this year, how good Alabama was against everybody else except for those two L's losing on the last play of the game in both situations, both situations on the road, both situations last play of the game, is indicative of a title contender. Yeah, I I hear you. I'm not a Nick Saban fan. Sure. You don't reward. To me, I'm not rewarding a team for not playing in their conference championship. Now, if everybody else has lost a game, TCU's lost, Michigan loses, they don't go undefeated, um, Georgia doesn't go undefeated, then yeah. You know what I mean? But you had to slide Ohio State in there at four because USC lost. I'm not putting Ohio State, a one-loss team, who just lost their last regular season game to a good opponent, Michigan. I'm not putting Bama ahead of them, a two-loss team. Whether whether how Alabama lost those games or not, I'm just not doing it. I'm not rewarding you for not making your conference championship game. Okay. Today's I-9 varsity Uh-oh. is the best losers. Okay? That can mean whatever you want, Vern. Uh-oh. The best loser. All right. The best loser. The best losers. Because Alabama, to me, is the best loser right now. Their losses were both on the road. Their losses were both on the last play of the game. They're probably one of the best losers in the history of college football, especially when we're talking about the BCS playoff. The call it the CFP playoff. It's going to move to the twelve, but I think that's not coming until twenty twenty four. 
So next year is six, right? I don't know. It's just going to stay four from what I know. I think next year is six, and then they're going to talk about expanding. No, they've already agreed to the 12, but it's not coming until 2024. Okay, they're not doing six, then 12? I don't think so. Okay. All right, so one more year of this speculation before everybody gets in. And we're going to have the same arguments for 12 that we have with four. Because, like, there's going to be your top eight are going to be no doubters. And then nine through 12 are going to be like, oh, where should should they be there? Should they be there? Oh, there's a three-loss team. Is a, is a four-loss Clemson better than a three-loss Notre Dame? We're just going to be having the same arguments next year with different context or in two years with different context. I get it. But, I mean, 12 is a lot easier to make, in my opinion. That that the conference schedule, the non-conference schedule, strength of schedule, all that is going to play a part in it, you know? So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be interesting. It will be more fun, too. The hardest part is going to be appeasing these big sponsors who already have their names attached to the big bowl games. That's going to be way harder than than filling out a bracket. Yeah. It's like the Rose Bowl and the Citrus Bowl and the Sugar Bowl – all of them just arguing, like, which game do we get? Do we want the one versus eight game? Exactly. No, we want the three versus four game. It's, no, we want the SEC game. It's going to come down to money. We all know that, which is why it took us that long to even get four from years ago and now to get to 12 because it's all about money. Sure is. Every bowl game. Another reason, another thing that's about money is Dan Snyder getting off the hook over and over and over again. Over and over and over and over. So we're going to talk a little Dan Snyder when we get back until I get upset that we have to talk about Dan Snyder again and probably talk baseball. I don't know. And then we got the I-9 varsity. The best losers. That could be whatever you want. Okay. Okay. Three more segments before we give it over to Thursday Night Football. We're having a lot of fun with it here. Van Nunley. Bob Wolpo on the other side of the glass, and Vernon Kuntz from Chop It Up with Vern K every Saturday morning, 9 to 11. More two men on when we get back. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Burke. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Baker Mayfield is active against the Raiders. Still not sure if he's starting. <laughs> they said they're waiting until the pregame. What kind of decision is that? What you're three and nine. My point. You're three and nine. You're already the worst Super Bowl champion in the history of the sport. My point. So just <laughs> let Baker start. Let him have it. <laughs> let him just steer this dumpster fire into the side of the mountain. I guess they're saying uh, he hasn't had enough time to learn the offense. How long has he been in the NFL? <laughs> He's had a couple days. Come on. Everything is just the same exact offense with different different names for it. it. Different verb verbiage for it. I mean, come on. I hope he plays. I hope the Raiders come back. The Raiders win this game. They're going to be 6-7. and seven. You mean the Raiders that, my, that lost to my Jags? Our Jags. That same, yes. That Up 17 mm-hmm. on the road. And, and they lost. Winners of three in a row. They were 2-7. and seven. Now they are 5-7. and seven. 
No 0-3 team has ever made the playoffs, but here come the Las Vegas Raiders trying to storm back. Not happening. Sorry, Naga, 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 not going to happen. Speaking of not going to happen, Dan Snyder is never going to get in trouble. He can do literally whatever he wants. How many international arms dealers does he have on the team that keep getting him out of trouble? No kidding. I mean, the guy, like you said, can just do whatever he wants, say whatever he wants, admit to whatever he wants, don't admit to whatever he wants, and he doesn't even get a slap on the hand. So one thing that happens a lot to people like Dan Snyder in their position, Donald Trump in their position, like guys that are just richer than God who can just buy their way out of trouble, they can just lie and lie and lie. But you can't lie to Congress. You can't lie to the U.S. government. That's when you get in trouble. And then the House Committee's report on Dan Snyder and the Washington Redskins said he lied over 100 times. And he's still not going to get in trouble? Who is this how? guy? How? Who is this guy? I just want to know how that's possible. How do you get caught uh, more than 100 times lying to the U.S. government, Senate, everybody else, but you don't get in trouble? Active sexual assault in your office. Human Adjacent human trafficking by your organization? Like pimping out your own cheerleaders? Like recording upskirt video? Stealing from your own season ticket holders, lying to other NFL team owners like that's extortion. That's human trafficking. That's sexual assault, sexual harassment and nothing. And no one ever got in trouble until John Gruden got a little racist and they started doing a home doing their due diligence on all of his emails. What about his emails? And then this whole and this whole thing. Is now everything stinks to high heaven, and Dan Snyder has to have the locations of the bodies, right? There's no way he gets away with this for this long unless he knows everything about every other person involved, including people in Congress. That's Man. what he said that he had dirt. Remember, a couple, like a couple months ago when he came out when I did the show with you. And he said he had dirt on it, every NFL owner. But I'm like, dude, you got to have some dirt on so many other people because you just keep getting away with stuff. Lied to Congress over 100 times. And it's not only the dirt, but contributions to politi- politicians. Bing, 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 bing. Wow. That would explain a lot. Mm-hmm. Money. It always comes down to that. Just follow the money. Much like new... Colorado Buffalo's head coach, it must be the money. Prime time. Yeah, baby. The House Committee on Oversight and Reform report identifies Snyder as central to the toxic workplace culture at the Washington football team. The committee's findings specify documents that Snyder and the NFL refused to turn over and at least one witness who wasn't let out of a non-disclosure agreement for Wilkinson's probe. The report broadly refutes past statements from the commanders and the league about their commitments to full, unbiased probes. Mr. Snyder and the commanders did not heed the NFL's warning to fully cooperate with Ms. Wilkinson, who was uh, in charge of the investigation on them. The league, however, failed to take appropriate action in response. The failure raises doubts about the league's ability and willingness to fully address toxic workplace conduct and highlights the need for Congress to act to protect workers. This is, you know what this reminds me of? 
What's that? This is when they put handlers on Des Bryant to make they make sure they didn't do something stupid. I remember that. The United States government is going to put handlers on Dan Snyder to make sure he doesn't do anything else stupid. I still don't think he can can manage that. He's going to have congressional babysitters. I still think he's going to get in trouble. He's going to do something stupid. You think he <laughs> in the face of yes. getting away with all of this yes. over and over again, he's still going to do something stupid because he doesn't learn because he's surrounded by yes-men who keep helping him get out of trouble every time, and he has no idea what it's like. Mark my words. December 8th, 5.21 p.m. 5.21 p.m. Dan Snyder <laughs> is going to get in trouble again. They're going to find something else that he did because he, he thinks he's invincible. Mark so, my words. A punishment as bad as making him take over the Houston Texans? Or is that too harsh? No, that's not harsh <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obstruction of justice, hiding, uh, hiding evidence, documents, yep. uh, perjury. Yep. Uh, of course, the aforementioned sexual assaults, allegedly. Extortion, allegedly. I mean, what what? What does he have to do? If he if Dan Snyder worked at Kinko's, they would have locked him up and threw away the key forever ago. Oh, it would have been a while ago. I agree. It is unfair. But he's going to do something stupid again. Just watch. Vern K, 5:21 p.m., 12:822. Calling you out, Dan. So I mean it's it's a multi-layered story, right? Like it's it's bigger than just Dan Snyder getting away with this. There's human beings involved here. Yep. Doc like DOC, like DR period, like that kind of doc. 505-246-0610 will open up the Sports Animal Hotline if you got hot takes. I'm just going to go out and assume this is about dead Dan Snyder. We got Doc on the line. What's happening, Doc? No, he, uh, his phone dropped off. Oh, his phone dropped off. Okay. Uh, if you're still in service, Doc, and you want to hit us with your hot take, go ahead and call back. But there's these, you're dealing with human beings, right? Top to bottom, there's human beings in this organization that were wronged, that committed crimes against them, to like borderline sexually abused, borderline human trafficked, lied to, perjured, had to witness horrible behavior paid off and signed non-disclosure agreements and then was told to lie to Congress. All of this is this is so much. It's a lot. And I remember watching the E60 when they broke this the whole story down with the cheerleaders and the pictures and videos he was taking and being just a creepo owner. And I'm watching these women tell their stories and they're mortified. Yes. Some of those women, well, a lot of them. Scarred for life. Yeah, it's, they tell that. doesn't that. go and away. I'm like, how do you continue to get away with that and the list just goes on and on and on with Snyder I don't get it you know I thought it was really over much like Bernie Madoff Bernie Madoff stole from people for decades but he stole from poor people for decades once Bernie Madoff started stealing from rich people that's when he got in trouble I was just gonna say it I say Dan Snyder's been snapped on slapped on the wrist 
for decades for his stupid behavior. But once he started stealing from other NFL owners, I was like, well, this one's over. Yep. He's done for now. Still nothing. Not even Congress is going to punish him for all of this. Something is going to come up. I said it again. Where he's gonna, It's going to come up where he did something else stupid. I'm banking on it. I'm counting on it. And you know they got more receipts. I mean, there's more bones in the closet. They're going to come out, too. Oh, there is. If this is, if this is only the stuff that's made it out so far, what are they sitting on? Exactly. What are they still what are they still studying? What are they still investigating? What is behind door number one? <laughs> I know it's behind door number three, and that's the I nine varsity. We're gonna do the I nine varsity when we get back. It's the varsity of the best losers. Two men on ninety five nine FM AM six ten, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. Two men on. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. As always, we are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Cowell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA, and we do our lunches at the 66 Diner. Monday Night Football, that's at Howie's Sports Page. And the weekends, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. It's going to be Thursdays for Teller Vodka for me, actually. I'm going to make a nice dinner, have a couple cocktails tonight, with the base of them being Teller Vodka, New Mexico's vodka. Moscow Mule still? It's not, yeah, we're still doing Moscow Mules. <laughs> WNBA Mules today. The BG Mule. <laughs> BG Mules. It's time for the I-9 Varsity. Check out i9sports.com. You got your kids looking to get in some youth sports. They're interested in expanding their horizons, getting out, getting active. I-9 Sports League Office 280 is who you turn to. We are honored to have them as friends of the show. Check out League Office 280 at i9sports.com or just give them a call, 505-312-4999. So today's I-9 Varsity is the varsity of the best losers. And this could mean anything you want it to mean. This is in turn because of the two-loss Alabama Crimson Tide football team are probably the best losers in football this year. They're two losses, both on the last play of the game, both on the road, both against really good competition. So you want to go first? You want me to go first? I mean, I don't know if our lists are going to be different, but I'm sure they're going to be. Okay. I'll go first. Go ahead. Daniel Caruso. Not From the Karate, karate Kid? No. The boxer, <laughs> Daniel Caruso. Okay. Actual professional boxer. Are you ready for this? Hit me. He was so enthusiastic while warming up for the Golden Gloves Championships in 1992 that he punched himself in the face and broke his nose. Ah, doctors decided that he was unfit to fight yeah. and was disqualified from the tournament. Oh my, that is that is <laughs> How very do you dumb. Take an L from getting yourself so hyped that you punch yourself in the face, you break your nose. The doctor, the ring doctor, has to come over before the fight, before you even walk out towards the ring and say, "You know what? You can't go out there like this. You can't fight, dude." Sorry, you're, you're you're disqualified. That is horrible. That is horrible. Bob, you got one for us? Well, not really. Okay. But I always like the long losing streaks. Okay. 
I'll start off with one. Caitlin Dobro, 25 years old from Southern California, got a really bad case of meningitis, and she lost all of her limbs because of this bad case of meningitis. Now she's a quadruple amputee. And so that would mean, as far as limbs go, she is the best loser because you can't lose any more than that. So she's forever tied for first. So first on my I-9 varsity of best losers would be Caitlin Dobro. Mm. Thanks Quadruple going, amputee. Thanks for going so gruesome. Was that the same answer you're going to give, Bob? No. No, it no, wasn't? No. I didn't, steal, I, I didn't steal your answer is what no, I'm no, saying. No, not at all. Oh, good. Wasn't even on my radar. Vern, <laughs> <laughs> what you got next? All right. Kevin Maggie. Ooh, okay. Motor professional motorcyclist. Okay. Oh, whew, I thought you could say motorboater. No, motorcyclist. Okay. Maggie was on a clear lead in the final lap of the five hundred CC US motorcycle championship in nineteen eighty nine. Okay. When he waved to the competitors just before crossing the finish line. Oh, I love this. He fell off his bike, broke his leg, was taken to the hospital, all while he never crossed the finish line, and he lost. I love that That's, so much. Yeah. I love that so much. <laughs> I, I love it when an athlete starts celebrating before <laughs> they've actually won, like running, you know, a, a track meet or sure, uh, football, mm-hmm. you know, the touchdown. Leon he, Lett. All, yeah, Don Beebe makes it. Yeah. chasing him down. Yep. Yeah, just and then wham. <laughs> just those are great. I mean, but not just taking the L, but you fall <laughs> fall off your bike. That's hard. Break to do. your leg, and you're taken to the hospital because you're waving, sh- showboating, when you just needed to cross the finish line. Then stop your bike. Then wave. I wonder if he learned a little humidity. Uh, humidity. Good lord. <laughs> I wonder if he learned a little humility, or he's just going to go full Dan Snyder over everybody and not learn his <laughs> lesson. Probably Dan Snyder not learn his lesson. Yeah. Next on my I nine varsity of the best losers, I'm gonna go with Masayoshi San. You know Masayoshi San, Bob? Never heard of him. He's a Japanese businessman whose company, SoftBank, um, went up to a record $78 billion with inflation that was over a trillion. But due to the stock market not having belief in the company, he lost $59 billion in one day as the worth of the company plunged. So that's over... One trillion dollars in today's money. Ooh. So that's the best loser as far as money is concerned. I don't know. Because I don't got, think anybody can top that, losing a trillion dollars in a day. We've that's got a, a contender. A uh, Sam Bakeman Fried? Yes. Yeah, we covered him recently. Well, yeah, but... That's not know, a trillion, though. By the time it's all done, it might be because of all the companies that he owned uh, and all the uh, companies that invested in him. That they're going to lose money, and I read today that uh, it also affects people who their the taxes of people who invested. Yeah, people do not like losing money. Well, no, I no, I'm talking <laughs> about the taxes. It's going to be a nightmare for them to file because of uh, you know, is it a loss? Is it a fraud? You know, it IRS rules. Mm. Next on my I nine varsity, I go with John Brower Minnick. Have you heard of John Brower Minnick, Bob? Who have I heard of? Okay. <laughs> At the age of 12, Minnick weighed 294 pounds. Ouch. By the age of 21, he weighed over 500 pounds. 
in his six foot one frame, passed away at the age thirty six, but right before his age thirty six, he hit his peak weight of fourteen hundred pounds. He attempted weight loss, but his internal organs were so depleted by the weight he could not. <laughs> How many calories he a could day not was continue. He eating? He must have been eating 20,000 calories a day and not moving at all. And the reason why he is the best loser, he lost 924 of those 1,400 pounds. Wow. That's a lot. That is a lot. So if it would have been on NBC's smash hit, The Biggest Loser, he would have won that year. (laughs) But he still died at the young age of 36. No, excuse me. 41, he reached his peak weight at 36. That's still, that's, yeah. 1,400 pounds? That's a lot. How do you know, how do you, how do you notice when you've lost that much weight? 900, I understand. Well, you're 1,400 pounds? Well, you go to a cat scale, you know, measures the (laughs) the trailers. Yeah. He has to, he has to get weighed at like an on-ramp leaving, leaving town. I I would think so. I don't know. You can lose 300 pounds and no one would notice. Like, if I lose 10 pounds, like, if you guys haven't noticed yet, I'm kind of skinny. If I lose 10 pounds, like, that's scary. I probably have some kind of ailment. If he loses 300 pounds, no one notices. Probably not. Yeah, that's rough. He's probably has some friends and you're like, Hey, you know, I know the doctor told you you got to lose a bunch of weight or you're not going to make it very long. He's like, what are you talking about? I lost 300 pounds. And he's like, right, right. Yeah, yeah, John. Looking great. Looking great. Good Mm. job. Keep up the good work, brother. That's right. 600 (laughs) more to go. Only 600? Only 600 more to go. That would have brought him down to, what, 800 pounds? He only fortunately only lived to be 41, but... Lost 924 pounds? That's creeping up on a ton. Yes. He almost he almost lost an F-150's worth of weight. <laughs> That's a lot. He almost... <laughs> so at one point... Trucks, he, no, trucks usually at least two tons. Are they? So at I'm one weight. point, he actually weighed more than some cars do. Yes. At one point, he weighed a Geo a Metro and a half. A human being. Yeah. He was one and one half Geo Metros. I think he's probably one and a quarter Toyota Priuses. Could he even move? No. Oh, I doubt it. There's I doubt no it. way. So shout out to Alabama football. Sent us off on that tangent for Thank the you. best losers. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Caruso, folks. And Daniel Caruso. Not Karate Kid. Punched himself in the face. Pulled a, pulled a Devin Williams of the Brewers. But in the face and broke yeah. his own nose. One yeah, more. How do you do that? I don't. I, like this? Uh, okay. You think you would like. He I, might I, be aiming for his forehead and missed. I've, I've been punched punch, and I, it's not pleasant. But I, I couldn't imagine like punching myself full force and going through with it. I wouldn't punch myself in the face like in the head, <laughs> you know, to get hype for a fight. There's yeah. just that just I can't fathom it. Little cheek, cheek ones, wake up in the morning, slap your face like that. You ever do one of those? But that's a slap. I mean, yeah. a full-on punch to full where you break punch. your nose? How? Well, he was a professional boxer. 
I'm sure it ended after that. Self boxer. <laughs> <laughs> he took his one man show on the road. Mm. One more segment with Vernon Coots. You know him as Vern K from Chop It Up with Vern K every Saturday morning, 9 to 11, right here on the Sports Animal. More two men on 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. He was such a good boy today. He was such a good boy today. You didn't hear him bark. You didn't hear him whine. You didn't hear anything about my cute little corgi, Darby. His full name is Lord Darby the Flatulent. Darby's been in here in studio with us the whole two hours today. He has. Hasn't said peep. Got some scratchums. Took a nap. Now he's getting a little antsy. Now he's like looking out the door. He's like, hey. I could tell by the energy in here, it's almost ready to go. Wrap it up, Dad. Yes. Yeah, I got to go. <laughs> I, I think literally he has to go. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's just ready to be done with it. He's, tar- <laughs> he's tired of listening to our show. He's, he hasn't been in a room this small for two hours his entire life, I don't think. Maybe when, <laughs> he, was, maybe when he was born or whatever. That's I don't hard know. to believe. Oh, really? Yeah. What are you saying about my house, Bob? Uh, I've never been in your house. <laughs> What a program today. Vern K. Chop it up with Vern K. Every yeah. Saturday morning, 9 to 12. We just heard the commercial just now. That was weird. <laughs> Is that weird? <laughs> that was weird. Had you me. never heard it before? No, I've heard it before. Okay. Every time I hear it, it's weird to me. <laughs> hell of a program today. And you have a hell of a program every Saturday. I do. Lean, leans, yeah. leans a little sportier. Yeah. than this just, program. Just a tad. But yeah. the friends of the show know what they're getting into they with, do. with both of our shows, respectively. They do. They know, they know what, we're getting, what they're getting into on this show, and then they know what I'm going to preview and what I'm going to talk about on Saturday mornings. So. I don't know if the Padres know what they're getting into because the Padres have a friggin' shortstop at every position on the field. They're collecting shortstops like Thanos is collecting Infinity Stones. I, I don't get that one. And, you know, I'm a baseball guy. I don't get that one. And I don't know if you're including the one that's coming back that's going to be – that's what? Yes. Suspended for the first 60, 70 games. Yes. That's another one. Third baseman, Manny Machado. He's shortstop. a shortstop. New signing, Xander Bogarts. Shortstop. shortstop. Second baseman, Ha-Song Kim. Shortstop. shortstop. Potential center fielder, Fernando Tatis, shortstop. Like, what else? Hey, Jake Cronenworth I was just has say played shortstop. Yep. Yeah, more of a corner infielder, but he's played shortstop. And they went big. They gave him a lot of money, man. So, I mean, what was it? Over, it was $280 million? 275 I think. Yeah, two, I think it was 280 And, I mean, the shortstop market, there's still a couple free agents out there. The Who thought? What we thought was going to be number one, Carlos Correa, still out there. He, he could be because Trey Turner just got $300 million to go the fills. Did you see how he turned down the Padres, too? I didn't see that. No? No. Dude. Okay, so Trey Turner, 11 years, $300 million to go play for the Phillies. Yep. They're good. They're going to be contenders. They are. Every year for a long time. Great landing spot. A lot of money. Can't complain. He turned down. One year less and $42 million more from the Padres, not to play for the Padres. He mm. took $42 million less to play for the Phillies. So that tells you, or tells me, this is just my thought process, 
being a Dodger for those, what, two seasons, year and a half, that he couldn't see himself in a Padres uniform. I they, believe they don't right. get They don't get along, yeah. like, at all. He did not want to be a part of that clubhouse. Who else is going to turn down $42 million difference? Yeah. I don't care how much to money To play for you a have. contender. Exactly. Padres are going to be in it every year. Yeah. Is it something about their culture? Is it something I, about the locker room that we're like, it, I will take less money to play somewhere else. Colder, Philly, yeah. come October. It's San Diego. Yeah. It's perfect all the time. Yes. That's why I'm saying there has to be something that he didn't like about that culture and about that locker room that he was just not going to deal with. And it's not just Trey Turner. Aaron Judge got offered 10 years, $400 million from the Padres, and he didn't want to be in San Diego either. Nope. Said no, <laughs> no, God. sir. 40, Something's going on. $40 million not to be in one of the most beautiful cities on the planet. And a new stadium, new ballpark, newer stadium. I mean, they have a good fan base. And you're the only show in town in San Diego. Mm-hmm. No football, no basketball, no hockey. Yeah. Nothing to take away from your attention. I don't even, you're I the don't big even, dog in town. I don't even know if San Diego State would qualify as like a show in town. You know, Well, they're, they're good in football. By default, they would. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they're good in football, so I'll, I'll give you that, and in basketball. But, wow, that's a lot of money to turn down. I mean, for Aaron Judge, I get it. Like, I get it. He wanted to stay in New York. You want to be a Yankee for life. You want that pinstripe legacy. All good. Whatever. I'll say this. I don't know if you saw this, but between, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players, MLB free agency, over $1.5 billion has been spent on free agency between eight players in the last week. And one thing that that's amazing. That's like a lot of guaranteed income for athletes for a long time. That's uh, a lot of money cuz that's baseball, it's all guaranteed. Yeah. Aaron Judge 360 million, Trey Turner 300 million, Xander 280, Jacob deGrom 185 million, Wilson Contreras to go to the Cardinals 87 and a half million, Justin Verlander Old man Justin Verlander to go to the Mets, mm-hmm. two-year deal, $86.7 million. To tie the per-season record of Max Scherzer. Two-year deal. They're both making $43.333333333333 million a year. That's insane. And then Tawan Walker, $72 million, and then Jamison Tallion, $68 million. That's over $1.5 billion in eight players. And we still have Correa out there. Still got Correa out there. Still got some other heavy hitters out you there. Do. Still got some overseas guys mm-hmm. out there. So the Dodgers were thinking about signing Carlos Correa, but they were worried about their fan base. Uh, I okay. So he'd be uh, a, he'd be a perfect fit in L.A. Yeah, but just the, right. the taste still in your mouth. Yeah. from the seventeen cheating scandal. It's not only that. It's the fan base said we would not favor that, but I don't think he would be that that he would not be received in the locker room. Just give him ten years and three hundred million, he'll play anywhere. Yeah, but he'll the play players going to that locker room, yeah. he would not be received well. That, oh sure. He he burned that bridge the way he left LA, the stuff he mentioned about, you know, LA, but I don't yeah, I don't know. That there's no way they would have accepted him in that clubhouse. 
I think they would have accepted him in the clubhouse because you want to win. You got a player that can help you win. They're going to try to win. Not but like the fan base, no. You can't boo a guy on your own team and, and then support everyone else. Again. That would have happened. <laughs> yes, you can. Okay. Do you have any example except for Marcel Ozuna on the Braves no, last I'm year? I'm just saying you can do it. Oh, yeah. I Not mean, possible. Anything's possible. I love your glass half full attitude, Bob. Thank you. You're welcome. Speaking of thank you, hell of a job today, Bob. Thanks for uh, helping out with uh, thanks for helping out with the sound levels earlier, and you know you're just a consummate professional, and you kill it every time you're on the program. So oh, thank you, you. Your words are too kind. I know they are, but take them anyways. It's I holiday will. season. <laughs> I, I I will always <laughs> take them. Yeah, Vern K. So stoked to have you on. So stoked you got your own program. No one deserves it more than you. Check out Chop It Up with Vern K. Every Saturday morning, nine to eleven. What are you going to hit on this Saturday? You know yet? Not yet, but we're going we're gonna to bring some fun energy Saturday. Love that. Oh, yeah. Love that. Also, we love our sponsors, John Lopez Real Estate, New Mexico Pinion Coffee, I-9 Sports, YMCA. You're going to see a lot of me at YMCA soon. 66 Diner, Howie Sports Page, Teller Vodka. As always, they are New Mexico's vodka. Great program today. Going to be a great program tomorrow. Not only on Two Men On, but first thing in the morning, make sure you're checking out the opening drive with Jeff, JJ, and A. Marie. Hell of a program. Thanks to all the friends of the show for the calls and the text. We love your support, and we love your participation. You be safe out there, Burke. We'll see you tomorrow. Spending money, not a whole sack gone.